Hey, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, PCOS, endometriosis, health, sex, wellness, and life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. We are up to episode 16, and this week I'm not so much going to be talking about female problems and ailments and things that you can do or use to support them. I am going to talk about my weekend at Herb Feast because it was just one big, amazing, magical experience for me. And yeah, the weekend was just spent completely immersed and relishing in plant medicine and it was definitely an experience to say the least and like from the minute I got in the care right up until it was over I was literally just thrown into learning feeling losing myself to connections with people and with plants and just furthering my knowledge of plant medicine as much as I possibly could there were so many amazing lecturers there for the whole weekend and it, it it blew my mind how much some of these people actually know, especially, not especially, the, all the herbalists that were there giving talks have been in practice for 20, 30, 40 years even and getting to learn from these people was an amazing experience. So I'll kind of run through the whole weekend in a step-by-step kind of process. And so, yeah, on Friday, it started on Friday, and a fellow herbalist and an old college friend of mine uh, got the train to Galway. So I picked her up at the train station. Didn't realise that you can't go into the old section of the train station in Galway anymore and kind of got given out to by a few parking attendants but anyway the so it was all starting off on a, a hyped note from that but anyway I picked her up and now we hadn't seen each other in 18 months but as soon as I saw her it was just like yesterday like do you ever have any of those friendships where you don't see each other for months even a couple of years but then once you're back together it's like you were never separated that's what it was like and that is what it's like with myself and the girls that I was in college with and it was just easy and we just chatted and talked and got straight into the nitty-gritty of of life and clinic and working with people and working with herbs and then our own ailments and everything and yeah it, it just set the tone for the weekend to come how for every minute of it there was a learning experience and especially with Elaine this girl or woman should I say like she is an amazing herbalist and I can't wait to see all of her projects coming to fruition within the next few months I know I'm going to be learning an awful lot from her in the coming months slash years between her and different lecturers in the herbal dispensary here in Ireland in Shan Valley down in Tip 
um, two amazing herbalists that run Shan Valley where they grow their own herbs. They grow all their plants and they process them and turn them into tinctures and dried flowers for teas and things like that. So it's it's all really amazing for Ireland to finally have our own herbal dispensary. But hopefully they're turning it into a teaching facility as well. So this is going to be amazing. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. So anyway, I picked up Elaine and got in the car, hit the road. And we were under the illusion that it was going to be a vegan weekend. Now, there's nothing wrong with being vegan. But we are, the two of us are meat eaters. Now, not a lot, but we do like to eat meat. Um, specifically because of our, say, Ayurvedic constitutions, we, the two of us would be quite vata. And unfortunately, when you are vata, the likes of your legumes, your chickpeas, lentils, beans, all that, they wreak havoc on our guts. They're very windy and they would make us very windy. Now, luckily, we're sharing a room together, so it would have been fine. But we we were under the impression that it was going to be vegan. So we stopped off in a pub on the way down to Loch Lan- her feast was on in Loch Lana in Mayo, so we stopped off in a pub along the way. And we ordered the meatiest of dishes that you could possibly order. She got the mixed grill with steak and sausages and rashers and eggs. And I got a, a double bacon burger. And yeah, it was literally a mountain of meat between the two of us. And neither one of us could finish it. So we were fed, happy. Got a little bit lost on the way, but found our way back. The coverage in Mayo is terrible. Sorry for anyone who's from Mayo, but can you sort out your, your broadband, not broadband, but your internet, whatever it is. But yeah, so we finally got there. We got to Loch Lana and it's a beautiful estate. It's, there's a little village with cottages and then there's the main house. We were staying in the main house and a lovely, say, communal cafe eating area. So we all had our meals together. But we got there, we checked in and we registered and there was just, there was a bit of a welcoming ceremony and introduction to everything. So they brought out food and lo and behold, it wasn't vegan. (laughs) There was loads of lovely things going around and wine also. They had provided wine for our first night, which was very nice. Now we had stocked up ourselves just in case and we were all just mingling and chatting and I actually got to meet two other herbalists from Galway that I didn't realise that they were here and which is fantastic for me I love to know that there are other herbalists close by so we mingled and chatted and then we went down to have um, an opening ceremony for the weekend just to hold space for the learning and everything that we were about to experience over the weekend. So there was a fire ceremony and it just happened to coincide with the full moon the next night. So the full moon was on the 18th, but the energy of it started on the 17th and that's when we had gotten there. And funnily enough, I ended up actually getting my period that night because I have synced with the moon. And it was like, as soon as I got there, that was it. It was the energy was so high there. But uh, yeah, it just happened to come on, come along. But that was fine. So after the fire ceremony, 
went for a walk and met even more friends from college and all lecturers from college. We sat, drank, laughed, talked about where we all are in life and how things had changed. Oh yeah, it was a lovely night and it was a great way to start the weekend. And yeah, I went to bed early enough. I went to bed, I think, I think it was around one-ish. The whole weekend is one bit of a blur at the moment though because there was so much that happened and I'm trying to remember it all. So anyway, Saturday came, got up, went for breakfast. Again, not vegan, they had eggs. I was extremely happy about this. But we had a jam-packed day lined up. So there was five lectures, I think. So the first one was a lecture by Christine Herbert, a herbalist from the UK. And that was based around natural supports for IBS and learning all about gut health and on a deeper level as well. And she talked about herbs that I never would have actually used for supporting gut health in the past. And that's down to, say, lack of information, even for myself out there. It's only we learn by going to these workshops and these conferences to learn from the experts. But yeah, she talked about gut health and how autoimmune conditions and everything is all linked to the gut. Now, science is finally linking those two together. And it's it's really exciting to see how we can help support people who suffer with really bad gut problems and gut conditions and knowing that we can do it on a gentle level. Then the next lecture was Joe Nasir and he gave a lecture on aromatic waters and aromatic waters aren't something that I really would have been into before. I'd never, I, I've never gotten into them for say a medicinal use. But he talked about distilling and the quality of aromatic waters and how in a lot of shops they're there's still alcohol and everything in them and the the true way for distillation to take the phytochemical properties from the water and have it as a pure water so he talked about how the process works for for distilling aromatic waters and then we all got a bottle of rose water pure damascan rose water to take home with us which i have to say is it must be the most beautiful smelling scent I've ever had. I'm going around my house constantly spraying rose water. And rose water energetically is really good for supporting the heart and nourishing your heart health and your emotional health. That's why if any of you have ever seen me, you'll always see me wearing a, a chain around my neck with a pink stone in it. And that is a rose quartz stone. And it's the energy of, of the rose quartz and rose itself helps to support love and unconditional love and working from a place of unconditional love. So yeah, it, it is a plant or a flower that I would have a huge affinity for. My favourite flower is a pink rose. Used to be a daisy. Before that, it used to be sunflowers, but now it's actually a pink rose. I never used to like roses, but in the last couple of years, I've 
a huge affinity for the pink rose now. Then we had a tea break and then on to our next lecture and this was the third lecture was a, like a breakout session so you could pick what you wanted to do so there was a choice of three. I decided to go on a harmonizing herbs and herbalists workshop with a Scottish herbalist called Keith Robertson and he is a fantastic character and he was um he was such a loving person and he made us kind of come out of our comfort zones a bit and they do say in life do something that scares you every day and you'll keep moving forward well I definitely did something I stood in a room full of people and sang and I cannot sing to save my life and I ended up singing the dog days are over by Florence and the machine <laughs> and not even getting the words right but then people joined in and helped and it was amazing so we yeah a few of us kind of got pushed to go outside of our comfort zones but these things have to be done in life and then after that we went on a herb walk with Sean O'Green he's from Donegal and he's a herbalist. Now, he brought us down to the lake and over the bridge, but he was talking to us about our native plants here and how we can use them medicinally. And the likes of plantain, which, by the way, my back garden is completely overgrown at the moment with daisies and plantain. And when I picked up Elaine, I had to stop off in the house and... I didn't, she spotted them. I never even noticed them because they were down, further down. Obviously, I noticed the daisies, but not the plantain. And plantain is a really good herb full of mucilages, which really helps to support the gut wall and just to soothe the lining of the gut wall. So, I'll, and you can take these as long as they're you're not spraying your garden or anything, but and there's no fumes from cars and all that you can take them and you can, you can use them in, in salads you can throw the likes of your plantain and your dandelion leaves into your salads these are edible plants which I knew but I didn't know that I had so much plantain at the back of my garden but even with the daisies picking daisies on a dry day and leaving them on your windowsill letting them dry out and packing a jar and throwing in some oil like a grapeseed or apricot or almond oil, whatever oil you want to use and let it sit in the jar on the windowsill for a couple of weeks shaking it every day and you will get the properties from the daisies. So its Latin name is Bellus perennis and it's used for bruises and for wounds and so it's similar to Arnica, like if you fall or bump, bump into something and you have a bruise, you can use this to help heal it. And so, yeah, I've got my entire kitchen windowsill covered in daisies right now, just drying out. So anyway, we're on the herb walk with Sean and just loads of different plants that you're walking along and you think they're weeds, but they're not. And they all have their own properties. And especially here in Ireland, like the biggest one at the moment is hawthorn. If you see the white flowers of hawthorn blooming everywhere, they're just beautiful. And hawthorn, again, is a fantastic heart plant and it's really good for nourishing 
nourishing the heart and supporting the heart and supporting people with say any sort of grief issues or supporting people with any kind of blood pressure problems it's a really beautiful gentle herb and for women it's a it's a really nice blood tonic also so yeah I learned loads with Sean on the walk and we ended up bailing out a little bit early because we were freezing and we just wanted to get back and eat because we were also starving. So we had lunch and then we went back in for our next two lectures of the day. And the fourth one was from uh, Rocio Alarcon and the topic was Amazonian shamanic medicine. Now, as soon as I saw the words Amazonian shamanic medicine, I was like, yeah, I'm in. That's me right there. I'm going to that. <laughs> Now, Rosio is from the Amazonian region in Ecuador and she was talking about ceremonial medicine that they use in Ecuador and she spoke about the energies of the Amazonian and of the people and she looked at us all and she was like, you are Amazonian, you are Amazonian, you are Amazonian, we are all Amazonian. We all have the energy of the Amazonian in us because our earth cannot, cannot survive without the Amazonian jungle. Now, I may get this wrong, but from watching Our Planet, Our Planet recently, David Attenborough's documentary, I think the Amazonian rainforest converts or gives us nearly half of the Earth's oxygen. It converts the car carbon dioxide into oxygen. So, Rocio was talking about how the Amazonian is the or the Amazon is being cut down and it's it's been taken away from us and it's hurting our planet. It's hurting the entire Earth, and she's speaking about how we have to help heal our planet and we have to help heal our earth and also our our traditions. Rosio is a herbalist but she's also a cordendero which is a traditional native healer and she's from Ecuador. Now she spoke about ayahuasca and it's how it's used in ceremonial and healing rituals but also in social events for them over there. Um, now, ayahuasca, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a psychotrophic plant. In Ecuador, it's known as a master plant, and a master plant is a plant that would bring you to a higher level of consciousness. And it's used in shamanic rituals to heal and to bring you to the spirits. And unfortunately, due to like the tourist trade over there, like, people are making money off of tourists by giving them the ayahuascan experience but it's not a true ceremony and unfortunately as well it's not being prepared right and that's why you're hearing stories of people going to South America and getting seriously ill and some have even died taking ayahuasca because it's not being prepared correctly only the cordenderos can prepare ayahuasca because it's always paired with another plant for a different reason and nobody knows what these say tourist guides are giving with them so that's where the problem is whereas when ayahuasca is used properly 
and traditionally it has hundreds of benefits in the Amazonian tradition. So Rocio really went into how it is a, a spiritual medicine. And then she actually gave another talk on the Sunday, so she did. And again, that was a breakout session you could choose. And once I saw her up again, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to that. So on the Sunday, she talked again on the medicinal plants in Ecuador and in the Amazonian regions. And like she spoke so passionately about the traditions passed down from woman to woman through generations. She kept talking about her granny and her granny's granny. And we were all like, I want to know your grannies. Do you know, she had just had this life about her and I don't know how old she is but she's not the youngest of women but over in the Amazonian regions she spoke about how like an 85 year old woman will still climb up a tree to pick plants and there's nothing wrong with that because they are well and they are healthy and they are vivacious and it is their way and how they get all their tools from the jungle all their tools are all around them they don't use man-made tools they use vines and leaves and the wood from the forest they it she just she broke everything down to simplicity and made me realize how much we how simply we could live and how our lives don't actually have to be so complicated if we go back to our true natures but that's why I loved listening to her speak about those traditions that are passed down from woman to woman and how important women are and our stories and how we teach the next generations to come and how we can keep our spirits alive and keep our stories alive and our teachings alive. And that's how their medicine has, has been brought forward today because they teach and they bring them along they bring every generation along with them she spoke so passionately about women but also about healing our earth and supporting women after birth and how we need to and she i've heard of this before closing the hips um and she asked all of us you do we close the hips after birth? Do we give the the nourishing drink after birth to give the woman energy? And we're like, it's not a tradition here. And she was blown away. She was like, what, you guys, you, you need to close the hips. You need to close the hips. And she is right. We, you need to close off that energy from the hips after birth to to save a woman's energy after giving birth. It's hard to explain what it was like. I think you really had to be there to feel the energy from her. After she gave her talk, I went up to her to see... She's holding um, workshops in Ecuador next year. And I went, went up to her because I wanted to ask more information about them. And I just looked at her and thanked her. And I don't know why. 
she said nothing to me. I didn't say anything to her, but I just looked at her and I choked up and I started crying and I had to run away. I was like, okay, thanks, bye. Don't know why, but it was, she looked at me and all of a sudden I, I choked up and I had to run. There's a lesson in that there for me somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, so she's holding workshops next year in Ecuador and by God, if I have to sell a kidney, I have to get there. I have to learn from this woman. So for me, that was the, the top experience for me was meeting Rocio. But then I finished off on a lecture by a herbalist from America. He's a herbalist and a botanist and a teacher, um, David Winston. He's also like a founding member of, member of the American Herbalist Guild and he's an author. I have, I have his books, you know, going back from college and I got more books after college by him and my god is this man a wealth of knowledge he was speaking and I could not write fast enough and then he told everyone there he's like stop writing you all have the notes I thought you would have printed them out and brought them with you I didn't realize that I had the notes emails my emails are always terrible but anyway I do have them now and it's probably going to take me about a month to actually go through the notes of his lecture so he gave two lectures, one on the Saturday on migraines. And I was really interested in this because a lot of my clients who come to me will suffer with migraines. And again, his lecture then on Sunday was natural pain relief. And it is something in herbal medicine and natural medicine that it can be hard to treat. Sorry, not treat, but it can be hard to to help with pain because of the compounds, the pharmaceutical compounds are so much stronger. So he gave a really good talk on herbs and using TCM, so traditional Chinese medicine and a lot of Chinese herbs and certain phytochemicals, how they need to be paired with other phytochemicals to improve their efficacy. And like literally head blown away listening to this man talk any question you asked him he had the answers firing back to you straight away so yeah I've two full lecture notes that I need to go through one on migraines and one on pain relief and hopefully I'll be able to get a lot of the herbs that he was talking about but this man he was so generous with his information and his knowledge it's I I just want to have his brain basically (laughs) But yeah, like he's been working in herbal medicine for over 50 years, you know, and he looks very young. He does not look like a man who has been involved with herbal medicine for 50 years. He looks like he's about 60. So I'm like, what is your secret and can I have it, please? But like he gave so many little extra notes during the lectures on different herbs to help with different ailments and even energetically herbs for the heart and grief and melancholy and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into all of his information. And then there was Saturday night. If anyone follows me on Instagram, you would have seen my story on Sunday morning with me standing in a pair of sunglasses, being extremely hungover. (laughs) My God, they know how to party. I think I went to bed early and I was in bed at half one. But after the day, like it was a full on day full of learning all about 
loads of other different herbs and fresh chemicals and everything. So we all had dinner and then myself and Elaine, we needed a bit of a break because when there's so many people around and you're learning so much, you do need a bit of headspace. So we went up to our room and we were chatting and we had a drink and then all of a sudden we hear music playing, trad music. And we're like, oh my God. So we went down, there was a two-man band and then Keith, the Scottish herbalist I was telling you about, he's a phenomenal singer. He joined in with the two-man band and it was a night filled with dancing, laughter, talking, joy, everything that you can think of. I I haven't danced in a long time and as soon as we got down there, I just started dancing. I grabbed one of the girls, pulled her out and this was all outside in a big green and I just pulled her out and started dancing and swinging around and yeah, it was an experience but I, I laughed and laughed and laughed. I think I sent like three voice messages to three different people that night trying to explain what was happening and the energy and everything and yeah, it was definitely an experience and one I can't wait to have again. But again, like just meeting all these different people. Then Sunday came and yes, I was extremely hungover and I was in t- the terrible fear. Um, but yeah, I went and did the lectures. The first lecture of the day was again by David Winston and that was the pain relief. That was a two hour lecture. And at first I was like, my head just can't take this. And then I was like, right, pull yourself together, sit, take it all in. And I did. And it was phenomenal. I learned so much about helping with pain relief. And then it was Rocio's talk after that, her second talk. And that's when, that was the time I went up to her to ask her about the stuff where I had to run away and cry. Well, not cry. I got choked up. And then I went on another herb walk with David Winston. And again, so much information but again I had to bow out of that a little early because I was freezing and again like I said already I'd had my period and I just needed a break (laughs) so went back to the main house bumped into a couple of people and sat and had lunch and really connected with a few people and just talked about everything Rocio talked about but from an Irish standpoint and looking at the Irish lands and what we can do and how we can help conserve them and keep our teachings going. And we talked a lot about Irish mythology and where the stories come from and how do we have the stories. And like when you think about Cúchulainn and Trinanog and all these things, like every region has a culture you know and the Irish culture we do have mythology and we do have Celtic mythology and it's about connecting in with that again and that's where the magic side of things come into life for me is looking at energetics there is the science with herbal medicine which is needed and I love it and then there's the energy of Celtic medicine and shamanic medicine. But yeah. 
So then after Rocio's talk, was it Rocio's talk? Yes, it was after Rocio's talk, unfortunately. We had to head away earlier. So we missed the closing ceremony, which was a shame because I would have liked to have closed it off properly. But hopped in the car and came back and just chatting about the whole weekend and how there's herbalists up the north who are doing, they're making a film about herbal medicine and I can't wait for it to come out because it's, it's going to teach people about herbal medicine and, and give people more information about it because I think there is a lack of information out there and the more people know, the more, not just about herbal medicine, but the more information people know about health and wellness, the more that they can be healthy and, and well. But yeah, so got in the car and chatting the whole way back about the entire weekend. And I remember Elaine saying one thing to me that there's a bigger picture. And we all have to look at our lives and what's going on in our lives at the minute and realise that there is a bigger picture and not to get stuck in certain ideals or situations and to realise that we are all here for some reason or another. So we have to remember what the bigger picture is and no matter what's going on in life at that at any given moment. And yeah, so I got back to Galway. Was pretty drained from the weekend. And, but yeah, this weekend passed. My life has definitely changed in many ways going forward. Yeah, my life's definitely going to be different from now on. <laughs> so that's everything on Herb Feast. And I hope I didn't ramble too much. It's, like I said, so much happened over the weekend that it's hard to remember it all fully. I think a lot of it was a feeling experience. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send them on to me. But for now, happy Thursday and happy hormones, everyone. <laughs>